the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American It's mind-boggling. And I will say this, if you are driving through our city, or if you live in this city, and you are going to the grocery store, or you're getting gasoline, or you're going to Top Golf, you better be packing heat. You better be carrying, and you better know how to use your weapon. It is that dangerous out there, folks. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, uh, President Biden is going to be meeting with the, the Chinese communist leader, uh, our our greatest enemy, Xi Jinping, and he will be meeting for, um, and there'll be a series of meetings in San Francisco. Now, we've been telling you for quite some time now that San Francisco has has devolved into a, into a third world hellhole. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it. It's terrible. Uh, where so many businesses, dozens and dozens of businesses are just gone in, in the downtown area. If, I, I remember several years ago, a good friend of mine, uh, Corey Guerin, was playing baseball, and um, he was, uh, I think he, he at one point was, he was playing for the Braves and I believe got traded to the Giants. And so I was out there for a couple of games and uh, staying at a really nice place. I was staying at the Ritz-Carlton there, beautiful hotel, beautiful property. But I'm telling you, you step out of the building and you're, you put your life in your hands. And that was like five years ago. And I, I was remarking to someone at the time we were down on, uh, the, the main, in the main shopping district and how, how vibrant it was then. But now all those shops are gone. I mean, just, they've just been shut down. And we've reported on the amount of homelessness, people literally camping on the streets. The crime is off the charts. People are dropping their pants and they're pooping in the middle of the street. There are dirty needles left everywhere, and the people are running away. There there was a report out that U-Haul could not keep their U-Haul moving trucks stored in San Francisco because there were so many people wanting to evacuate the city. And time and time again, city leaders said, our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do. We, we can't do anything about this. 
And yet, look what's happening just over the span of 72 hours in San Francisco. In advance of the communist leader coming to town, they have removed all the homeless people. All the homeless people are gone. We don't know where they went to, but they're gone. All of the tents are gone. The The sidewalks have been washed. There's no more poop in the streets. There are no more dirty needles in the, uh, in the playgrounds for the kids. All the businesses are still boarded up, but you can actually walk down the streets now. And you know why? Because San Francisco literally built a wall. It's a fenced wall around their, their downtown area. All these things they told us they could not do. And just a few moments ago, Governor Gavin Newsom actually admitted what we all know to be true. Cut number 12. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, we got somebody big. We have a highfalutin guy coming to town. Yeah, we know he's a communist dictator who's slaughtering millions of people, but but you know what? We believe that it's important for Xi Jinping when he comes to San Francisco, we want to put on a, a good time for, for that commie. So yeah, we cleaned up the city for by the way, that guy wants to be the next president. He's got about as uh, what is it with the Democrats and the word salad people? Yeah, it's true. Because it's true. And it is true. Because they don't care about you, ladies and gentlemen. They don't care about us, all of us little people. You people live in squalor. You don't matter. But by golly, a communist leader comes to town, and they're going to be rolling out the red carpet. But the point here is this. They've been telling the citizens of San Francisco that, hey, look, we we would love to be able to clean the poop up off of your side. We just can't do it. We, we, we just don't have the resources. So we have to allow people to defecate on your sidewalk. We we really feel bad about it. We can give you a litter box if you'd like a litter. Would you like a litter box? You can put it out. No, there's no guarantee they're actually going to use the litter box. No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, City Hall. But for Xi Jinping, for the rich and famous, again, ladies and gentlemen, one set of rules for the leaders and another set for all the rest of us, which is why Gavin Newsom was dining at the French Laundry while the rest of us were not allowed to go outside of our homes and eat dinner. That's why that's why Nancy Pelosi was was able to go and get her hair did at the beauty parlor while the rest of us had to suffer with long hair and frizzy afros or whatever the ladies wear. Oh, perms. Thank you. That's what they're called, perms. It's Monday. Bear with me. So they could do it, and they've demonstrated they can clean all this up, but they don't want to. And it's not that they want you to live in squalor. It's not, I mean, that's part of it. You know, they want you to be somewhat fearful that when you send your kid to the playground, you know, that they're going to come home with a needle sticking out of their of their shin. There's some truth in that. But in reality, they don't care. They really don't care. That's what that's all about. And that brings me to Memphis, Tennessee. Folks, you would not believe it's, our, our city is not that large. Over 13,000 cars have been either carjacked or stolen this year. That's more than New York City. Over the weekend, six, seven people were shot. Four stores were actually ransacked. They, they call them the smash and grab. 
had a FedEx truck that was literally robbed. The truck was in traffic, and I'll get to that in just a moment. It was robbed. We've got all this video up at ToddSterns.com. It's unbelievable, the video. And then there was, we have a major freeway, I-240. Thugs literally shut down the interstate, literally shut it down. People had to slam on their brakes. And this is what, an eight-lane highway or six-lane? It's huge. And they were doing donuts and spin-outs, hanging outside of their cars with guns. Got an email this weekend from a from a woman, lives in a very nice middle-class subdivision. And she said, Todd, you're not going to believe this. We must have had 60 or 70 cars filled with thugs driving through at high rates of speed, literally shooting guns. She said it sounded like a war zone. Ladies and gentlemen, I contend that people are safer going on vacation to Gaza City than they are Memphis, Tennessee. I want you to listen to cut number one. These are thugs as they're literally ransacking the store, and this the poor store owner is just it is just desolate. It is just desolate. I've got number one. There you have it. People, I mean, there must have been 20 or 30 people like cockroaches just swarming the store, taking anything that was not bolted down. They even went into a high-end department store, and they stole the entire cash register, just walked out with it. And you hear the poor guy pleading, stop, stop. This four different stores were ransacked tens of thousands of dollars in merchandise meanwhile you have these activists uh here in memphis and they're defending all of this there's well they're just hungry they can't afford slim jims and ho-hos so what do you expect them to do Hmm? get a job how about that get a job and then you can go buy a slim jim then you can go buy um the fanta strawberry or grape drink then you can go and you can uh, get yourself some ho-hos. You can even have three ho-hos if you want. But you've got to pay for them. So then there's this poor FedEx truck driver. And this is insane. 8 o'clock Saturday night. So these thugs, and this was all coordinated. So the thugs are literally, they're stopping. They, they stop traffic. So they're slamming on the brakes. They stop traffic. They run They run over to this giant FedEx truck they cut the bolts off of and the locks off of the back of the truck, and they're literally robbing, robbing the FedEx truck driver. Cut number two. <laughs> Damn! Oh, yeah, he's trying to move. My ass a load back though. He trying to move. Them folk going stupid, bro. Damn. In traffic, though, folks, on somebody own. Yeah, I know we need subtitles. I know my apologies, but basically, is saying, "My goodness, people, look at the look at the thugs and the thuglings as they run into traffic." That's basically what he was saying. And the poor FedEx guy was like, "What? 
what am I supposed to do here? By the way, the FedEx guys, they're not allowed to carry weapons. So it's not like they, you know, the poor guy could, I mean, fortunately, they didn't pull him out of the uh, the cab and beat him, you know, half to death like they did um, in um, in the riots in Los Angeles years ago. And then there was this. This is the actual audio, ladies and gentlemen, of the freeway shutdown in Memphis over the weekend. Take a listen. Cut three. This is on the internet. They're doing donuts on the interstate. So here's my question. So here's my question for you. What what do you tell the people of Memphis? What do you tell the people of San Francisco? Because our city leaders are doing nothing. The Democrats and the Republicans all worthless. As a matter of fact, there have been a lot of people saying we need to send in the National Guard, but we're being told that's not even a consideration. That basically the people of Memphis are on their own. And and to to some extent I get it. I mean, they're the ones who voted for lawlessness. They voted for the soft on crime district attorney. Same thing in San Francisco. I mean, the the liberal voters, this is what they wanted. This is their utopia. But this is not sustainable. I mean, we've got businesses that are threatening to leave. I mean, what? God forbid FedEx decides, say, you know what? It's not worth it to do business in Memphis, Tennessee anymore. We're moving our headquarters. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility here, folks. So what would you tell the good people of of San Francisco and Memphis. What do you how do you how do you fight back living in a godforsaken city? Because right now that's what it is. Hate to break it to you, but it is, folks. I mean it, it's really bad. It's really bad. All right, 844-747-8868. We're going to be taking your thoughts, your suggestions on this. 844-747-8868. Hey, very excited ladies and gentlemen, coming up, um we're going to be talking to Michael Ramirez. He is the Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist who got in trouble because he 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 drew a cartoon mocking Hamas, and the Washington Post got triggered. We're going to be talking to Michael. Also, Congressman Bob Good is going to be here, and a little bit later on, we're going to be talking to our good friend Monica Crowley. Your calls, though, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. America is at a tipping point. Hi, everybody. Todd Stern's here. And I want to tell you about a new movie you have to see. It's from my good friend, Dinesh D'Souza. The movie is called Police State, and it exposes the government's relentless persecution of the conservative MAGA movement. The America we know and love is becoming more and more like a police state every day. The FBI turned its eye away from the real dangers in the world to target what they call domestic terrorists. With a totalitarian agenda that's literally treating conservative Americans like criminals. They're targeting their political enemies using mass surveillance and censorship, indoctrinating our kids, threatening our families with military-style raids on our homes, threatening people like you and me who speak our minds and stand up for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, our God-given American liberties. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Schooley, Police State sounds the alarm. If you demand your freedom, they're coming after you. So how do we get here, and how do we turn the time of this tyrannical government agenda. You have to see this movie, Police State. Buy it or stream it now at policestatefilm.net. That's policestatefilm.net. 
everybody. Good to have you with us. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Let's go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. John in Gainesville, Georgia. WDUN, our great, great affiliate there. Hi, John. What's on your mind? I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate uh, everything you're doing on the talk radio. You're my new listener. And I uh, just want to tell you that everybody over there that's having a problem with all that ruckus that's going on, you need to move to North Georgia. <laughs> Oh, wow. So we, we just need to pack up and move out of town, John. Just pack up, move out of town. None of that happens over here in North Georgia. I feel bad for the people that's, you know, long time lived there and, and had to deal with that stuff. But I, I really think, Todd, it's, it's, uh, it's going to get worse. You know, I think, uh, everybody around us, each state is, is just getting worse and worse as, as the days and weeks go by with all the stuff that's going on. And, and I feel like, you know, there's still good people and there's still good communities, and and the ones that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, they just need to leave and, and go to a, a you know a better area. Well, I I'm afraid you may I mean that may be what it's coming to, and I, I know a lot of people are leaving uh, the Memphis area. They're moving you know as far out as they can, and then just driving into work. Um, but you just hate for that to happen. It's Memphis is a beautiful town, San Francisco, a beautiful town, and, and you really do hate to see the the Democrats turning these once beautiful and vibrant and thriving cities in, into war zones. And and that's what happened. That's what's happened here. And it's just gonna get worse until we get until we get Trump back in and, and, and stuff start moving around. Um, you know, this next year I think is going to progressively get worse and, and I think you know it's not good for the the people that are retired or the people that are trying to, to make their life there or, or the kids. It's just not a good atmosphere not just there, but, you know, in New York, all over. Because a lot of places right now, I think, are just nothing but negative. And I think, you know, that's the – people just need to get away from it and, and find a better place for their kids and, and for them to, to raise their kids. And, you know, and there, there's places out there. You just got to go find them. John, here's what's going to happen. Sooner or later, and, and I just feel for the police in, in Memphis, uh, they are so they are so under-resourced. Uh, the manpower is a big problem. And nobody's got their back. Nobody, except for the people and and the citizens. We've got their backs, um, but they do their jobs. That they, they get they get accused of all sorts of things. They don't do their jobs. They get accused of all sorts of all sorts of things. It's kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't situation. But I will say this: my concern is that people are going to start taking matters into their own hands. If if we cannot rely on the if we cannot rely on the city government or the state to step in and save us and protect us from these the, the, these uh, gangs, then, you know, all bets are off. Uh, John, thank you for calling in, and welcome to the show. Appreciate you listening to us. All right, got to take a break here, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We're just getting started, folks. This is the Todd Starn Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing 
amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starnes. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes. Use the promo code Starnes to get this amazing offer of the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starnes. Use the promo code Starnes or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starnes. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting sick. I don't know if it's uh, it's that time of a year. Um, I was talking to one of our listeners in Memphis a few days ago, and she was asking about ivermectin, and she could not find it, did not where, did not know where to go look. And I said, "Don't worry, I got you covered." And um, we were we had just done an interview with our friends over at the Wellness Company. And they're able to get you hooked up with all of this stuff, and they're great partners. Uh, the wellness company has a medical emergency kit, and uh, she called and was able to, or rather went online, was able to order it, and now she's got all of the supplies she needs just in case, um, you know, something else happens out there. God forbid another pandemic happens. So anyway, um, I want to encourage you to go check this out, twc.health slash darns. That's twc.health slash darns, and you'll be able to get your very own wellness company medical emergency kit. Uh, it's got everything you need from something as mundane like a tick bite to some form of a pandemic. Uh, they, among the things that you're going to get in this great emergency medical kit ivermectin and a z-pack along with a guidebook to help you uh, use all of these uh, life-saving medications so again uh, check it out twc.health slash starns that's twc.health slash starns by the way use my promo code starns you're going to save 10 percent. it's a really really good deal all right uh, we've got to talk about speaker mike johnson for just a second and um He's off to a bit of a rocky start. There's really no way around that. Um, And I want to get your take on this. Washington Post is reporting that the speaker behind closed doors says there is not sufficient evidence to initiate formal impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. Now, there's, there's a lot to work through here. But I will say this, that six years ago, Republicans told us they had the evidence against everybody, right, for all sorts of crimes. I mean, they they held jaw-dropping hearings. Remember that during the first couple of years of the Trump presidency? They've been giving these breathless reports on cable television on this very talk radio program. And the Republicans told us over and over and over again that they had the evidence the Democrats would go to jail for their crimes against Trump, against the American people. Well, here we are six years later, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody's in jail. Nobody's in jail. And if the Washington Post reporting is accurate, then the past two years have been nothing but a waste of time and taxpayer money. And I I am curious here. Why are you electing Republicans to Congress? Why are you doing that? Are you doing that solely on the the promise that they're going to investigate Democrats? 
because that's not working out very well. They're just squandering our tax money. And I've said this many times. Republicans throw amazing hearings. All sorts of great information is gleaned. But at the end of the day, nothing happens. Nothing at all happens. They fail to deliver. Mayorkas, Garland, Biden still on the job. Nobody's been impeached. And I hate to break it to you, but nobody's going to be impeached. And that's because the do-nothing Republicans are dithering away yet another opportunity. And now here we have Speaker Johnson. And I know he's got a lot on his plate, but you know what? He ran for the job. And according to uh, Fox News, Johnson is now going to need the help of House Democrats to pass his plan for averting a government shutdown, which is looming this week. As far as we can tell, at least five House Republicans oppose Johnson's deal. And what is that deal? I hate to say it, folks. It's to kick the can down the road. Johnson unveiled a possible solution on Saturday of a short-term government funding extension. That's what we call a CR, a continuing resolution. But there are no spending cuts in the continuing resolution, and that is a problem for for some House Republicans. It ought to be a problem for all House Republicans. And now there are deep cracks. Again, they're reporting of Fox News within the House conference, the GOP conference, forcing a majority of Republicans to once again choose between meeting GOP hardliner demands or working with Democrats. Now, let me just say something here. When did fiscal responsibility become a hardline demand? That's what I want to know. And why is the speaker... You know, Mike Johnson, a regular on this program and a lot of other conservative radio programs, now all of a sudden is MIA. Three weeks in, doesn't have time. Well, he does have time to go on a lot of other channels. And that concerns me when the conservatives get into a leadership position and then all of a sudden they turn their back on the people that put them in that position. At least five House Republicans have already voiced opposition as of Monday morning. That includes Chip Roy, Warren Davidson, Bob Good. He's going to be on the program a little bit later today. Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos. Oh, I thought he was in jail. Okay, good for you, sir. So the question is, what next? What do you think the Republicans ought to do here, folks? Should the Republicans kick the can down the road? Should they pass this continuing resolution without any spending cuts? 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Do you stand with these five Republicans? And I'm surprised there are not more. Because, again, this is about fiscal responsibility. This is about being able to balance your budget. I mean, how many more deadlines do we need here? So I just say, shut down the government. If you can't work out a deal, shut down the government. It really is that simple. Start looking out for the American people for a change. Why is that so so difficult? But I'm a little disappointed right now in the speaker. I think he's, he's off to a bit of a rocky start here. And by the way, where are the videos? The J6 videos. 
How long does it take to say release the videos? How long does that process take? And by the way, and this is the this is the kick in the pants. So we've got to continue. We have a new speaker who supports a continuing resolution is not releasing the J six tapes, and is not willing to impeach just yet because they don't have the goods. It's interesting because that's those three reasons right there are why they got rid of the last speaker. So I'm just saying they're messed up, absolutely messed up. 844-747-8868. What do you want to tell what do you want to tell the Republican Party in the House? Their staff, they listen to this program, they hear your concerns and they act on those concerns. One of the very few programs in America that garners that sort of attention. But they know that many of you out there are very passionate about these things, and you're sick and tired of kicking the can down the road. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. we got to take a quick break. Again, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. Chris in Statesville, North Carolina, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. I really do appreciate you taking my call. Todd, I just think it's time that, you know, the American people needs to know the truth. The Republicans are working with the Democrats. And you need to start telling the people that we need to go to a third party or it's over for Johnson to come in and wear his faith on his sleeve like he does. And I'm a born again Christian. I was very excited to hear he got that. And I, but I couldn't figure out how he got it. But for him to come in, if he made those statements, if he made the statements, there was nothing there to get rid of Biden. He's telling a lie. So Something is going on, Todd, and we just can't keep doing this. We just cannot keep doing this over and over. I called you when McCarthy went in. I said, McCarthy's a liberal. You said, we got to give him a shot. Well, we did, and look, we're even worse than where we were then. And that's just all I wanted to say, Todd. Yeah, look, uh, Chris, something's not right there, and, and I've known him for a long time. Here's my concern. When these guys that always want to come on the program all of a sudden don't want to come on the program, that normally tells me something is up. And it it happens a time, it's happened a time or two. 
and uh, and that's concerning. Uh, look, let's hope that uh, we get some answers. Uh, by the way, my understanding is uh, the speaker is going to be on Newsmax tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, so we'll be watching, and maybe we'll get some answers then. Chris, appreciate that call. But again, the question, ladies and gentlemen, do we do, we do the continuing resolution without any spending cuts? I'm all for a CR. I just think we've got to cut something. We cannot keep funding this gross Biden administration's policies. Can't do it. All right, let's go to James in Athens, Georgia. A lot of happy Bulldog fans today. Hi, James. What's going on? Go dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, James, I I'm a Tennessee volunteer. I can't respond to that. Come on. We're in the middle of SEC football season. Brother, we'll see you this weekend. We're, uh, yes. <laughs> We're mortal enemies uh, this week, James. <laughs> yeah, but we're brothers in Christ. Amen, amen. <laughs> all right, so uh, all the SEC aside, I agree with Chris and Statesville. Where there's absolutely, if you talk to the man on the street, the woman on the street, there is absolutely not dimes but a difference in our minds between the Democrats and the Republicans. They continue to do the same thing time after time, I mean, you've got housing prices where people could afford a 1,200-square-foot home. Now can't even afford that because you're talking about it takes twice as much to to buy. You've got, you know, the price of bread, the price of milk. And we're worrying about continuing a government without spending cuts. Are we out of our minds? I mean, you don't do that in your own personal finances, you know. Why would we expect us to do that here? We're financing everybody else in the world. We're not taking care of stuff at home. We can't even get this corrupt Biden administration investigated properly, and we want to keep continuing to elect these people until we tie an election with a performance plan that these people are judged by. We will never get any different result than what we're getting right now. No, it's look. It's a fair point, and 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 again, we have got to start holding feet to the fire, and and if that does mean a third party, if nothing, look, the the question we have to ask ourselves: Are we better off with the Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives right now? And honest to goodness, I can't. Aside from the hearings, I can't really tell you anything good that the Republicans have done just yet. And I get it that we've been through the whole controversy with with Speaker McCarthy, but McCarthy, you know, he was he was advocating the same positions that Mike Johnson is now advocating. So something is up, and and I just I just want to make sure that McCarthy or that rather Speaker Johnson is going to be a good speaker and is going to live up to the the promises he made the American people. Otherwise, we're going to lose the House of Representatives in the in the fall. I just that's that's the way that's going to be. James got to run, and uh, good luck to you on that the big game. I will say this: the Bulldogs they are not being treated very uh, fairly in the um, in the ratings. I still think they're the number one team in the country. We'll talk about football a little bit later on this week. We've I've, we've got a lot going on in the uh, college world. By the way, Marsha Blackburn writing this that Rashida Talib. This is fascinating. She says Rashida Talib has alleged ties to Hamas. Based on these allegations, it's not surprising she's calling for genocide against the Jewish people. Wow. All right, good for you, Senator Blackburn. 
She does not shy away from the controversy. Got to talk about what's happening in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. You ever been to Wauwatosa? Can't say I have been. I've been to Hell, Michigan. A little warm. Otherwise, it's a nice town. A lot of snowflakes, apparently, in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, but not the winter wonderland kind, the woke kind. City Hall, and we've got the story up on our website, City Hall is sending out orders to all staff banning religious Christmas decorations. And so you're not allowed to have Christmas trees. You can't have, you know, a nativity. And topping the list of no-nos for Yuletide decor are the colors red and green. Just as a brief aside, so if somebody was decorating their office with the Palestinian flag, I guarantee you they would let that happen. Red and green colors. A black, too, by the way. So anyway, City Hall is now recommending that staffers decorate their cubicles with inclusive decorations like snowflakes, greenery, and festive colors like blue and purple. What? Who does that? What? Anything without a specific religious connotation is okay. Snowmen, though, snowmen are banned as well, but snow people are allowed. <laughs> yeah, Frosty, they made Frosty get rid of the carrot. Uh, so Frosty is now gender neutral. Oh, what's that, Dylan? Oh, I thought, what the, I thought the carrot was the nose. Oh, it's not the nose. I don't know. He had the corn cob pipe, too. Anyway, Frosty is now gender neutral. Um, they are also saying absolutely no nativity scenes. Everything has to be about fostering respect and inclusivity. And the only way to make that happen is apparently to crack down on candy canes and the baby Jesus. By the way, they list all these other holidays that are happening, right? Um, how come they didn't point out well, if you, you can't decorate your cubicle with Kwanzaa materials because it might offend people who don't celebrate Kwanzaa, which is a made-up make-believe holiday, by the way. Or or they don't they don't say, you know, any of the other holidays they don't have a problem with. So you can if you're of any other religion, you can decorate your cubicle however you see fit. You're just not allowed if you celebrate Christmas, you're just not allowed to celebrate the reason for the season. For the record, and this is this has always been my argument, Christmas is a federal holiday, right? So that means even the godless liberals in Washington know that Jesus is the reason for the season. That's why we celebrate it. So anyway, it's, it's bad news for you good people in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. City Hall, though, do not be surprised if they end up with, I don't know, a stocking full of coal on Christmas Day. Just don't tell the wackadoodle environmentalist tree huggers. All right, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Guy Reschenthaler from from Pennsylvania, uh, the House attempting to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. We'll see about that. Also, Art Alley is going to be here from Timothy Plan. um, And the two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, Michael Ramirez, is going to drop by. Uh, His cartoon that got yanked by the Washington Post because it offended Hamas. You can't make this stuff up. In the meantime, head over to ToddSterns.com, ladies and gentlemen. We have lots of great resources for you there, including our free newsletter, our free podcast, 
And, of course, the Todd Stearns Christmas Store is up and running. So lots of holiday gifts, Christmas gifts for you to check out there. We'll be right back. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very, very happy to have you with us today. Interesting, interesting story on Truth Social. Uh, President Trump... Uh, Catching a little bit of flack for an item he wrote. I, I want to read this to you. And by the way, this came out, and the, the reason why Trump wrote this is because over the weekend in New York City, you had these pro-Hamas goons that were going around and tearing down American flags on Veterans Day. They were climbing up poles. We had the video up on our website, toddsterns.com. And so these uh, these pro-Hamas goons were climbing up, and they were tearing down Old Glory. And then they were raising the Palestinian flag. So here's what Trump wrote. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Lie steal, and cheat on elections, and will do anything possible, whether legally or or illegally, to destroy America and the American dream. The president goes on to say, the threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. You got a problem with anything the president just wrote there? I, I'm like, amen, Mr. President, preach. I completely agree. But man, are people upset. He said vermin, vermin. We know what he meant. Yes, he meant vermin. What, 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 are, you, what are you talking about here? Because that's what they are. They're rats. And I like what the president had to say. And people are afraid that the president is going to oversee um, a cruel, that's what Geraldo called it, a cruel mass deportation. Well, I say the cruelty is allowing these people to stay in our country. They hate our nation. Fine, go go hate us somewhere else. We're not obligated to, to give you a place to stay in this country so you can hate us. That's not how that works. So anyway, President Trump, getting the uh, getting the what for i say good for you mr president i think i think everything he said is spot on accurate meanwhile there is a, a oh by the way by the way how about liberty university i love this they thousands of people turned out for their veterans day celebration it was just unbelievable and again we've got the story up on our website do you realize Liberty University actually celebrates Veterans Day for an entire month? They salute the military for an entire month. I think this is brilliant. 
It's called Military Pride Month. I know well, that's what I'm calling it. I Good for you. Then this item coming in, and this was sort of like an oopsie moment for the White House. They didn't mean for this information to come out. Anyway, they, they uh, published a readout of a conversation that Biden was having uh, with the, uh, the, the president, the prime minister of, of Qatar yesterday. And in that second paragraph of this, um, this release, they acknowledged that Hamas is now holding a three-year-old American child hostage. The child's parents were killed by Hamas on October 7th. The child is an American citizen. And we know there are about 13 American citizens who are still being held captive by Hamas, by the Muslim terrorist. All of them captured on October the 7th. Now, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is pretty forceful here. Why haven't we heard anything from the administration about this, right? I mean, we're talking about an American child, a three-year-old, that's being held hostage. Now, here's what needs to happen. This is not going to happen, but here's what needs to happen. Biden needs to tell Hamas they've got 24 hours to release all of our people or else Gaza City becomes the world's largest glass parking lot. It's really that simple. Either release our people within 24 hours or you better start stocking up on Windex. That's what I would do. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Interesting story out of Rhodes College. Are you familiar with Rhodes College? Christian School of the Presbyterian Persuasion in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And over the weekend, there was a bit of controversy. This is shocking. And this, uh, there's not a lot that shocks me. This, this sort of shocked me. So they've, they've got a chaplain. And um, her name is Beatrix Wheel. And uh, she is one of these woke liberal leftist, um, just the typical liberal school chaplain that you would, you would think of. When you think of a female chaplain, She's kind of like the stereotype. So anyway, the chaplain at Rhodes College, which is affiliated with the Presbyterian Church USA, and I think you guys are barely a Christian denomination, but it is what it is. Anyway, um, she announced that she was going to be hosting a BDSM workshop, a lecture, and she was going to be hosting it. So you've got the the Presbyterian chaplain of a Presbyterian school hosting a BDSM lecture. By the way, BDSM does not stand for Best Darned Spiritual Mentor. Reading from the reading from the uh, brochure that went out to the students, Chaplain Beatrix will host a local dominatrix to share wisdom on how to safely, sanely, and consensually learn about bondage, discipline, domination, sadism, submission, and masochism. I'm just shy. I didn't realize we had dominatrix here in here in Memphis. Who knew? It is not clear uh, whether students would be required to furnish their own whips or bedroom restraints or maybe the college maybe the chaplain has someone loan. 
that's how they you know everybody's after look money's tight you got to do what you got to do right i do hope they have wet wipes so that's you know got to have hygiene in a situation like that so so now all these parents got riled up they're like wait what what is going on at rhodes college got some pervy presbyterians down there so, uh, and by the way, this is where Amy Coney Barrett went to school, right? And boy, they hate her. Woo-wee. Mercy me. They get, they get, they get triggered. Whenever they see Justice Barrett or Jesus, the kids over at Rhodes get triggered. So anyway, a lot of parents are like, what in the name of John Calvin's going on down there? What's going on? Well, I reached out to the school and uh, they said that, um, that, they were somewhat horrified, and they said they have now canceled the BDSM workshop, and they say it was not an approved or sanctioned event. I find this hard to believe because when you go through and you look at what this chaplain's doing over there, it's some crazy, it's some freaky stuff going down. One parent said, said there is no justifiable excuse for a chaplain hosting or teaching BDSM. What adults do in their bedroom is their own business. They don't need a religious leader giving them a safe space. If I were a Rhodes alum, I'd be contacting the president, expressing my disgust, withholding my donations, and asking for chaplain Beatrix to step down. Well, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to get fired, but if she does, I mean, you know, maybe there's a burgeoning business here in Memphis with, um, you know, maybe the bondage community needs religious guidance. One alumni said, I had, Todd, I had to start throwing the alumni magazine away. What's going on there? It's not the same school I attended. A chaplain teaching bondage and domination does not compute. Although in this economy, you know, a lot of the professors in Rhodes College's defense, a lot of the professors have to double up, right? You know, they've got to teach an extra class or two. So anyway, what I find interesting here is that it's the donors that are moving the needle here. Just like we have seen with the Ivy League schools that are um, refusing to condemn anti-Semites. So now we're starting to see at Rhodes College the um the the alumni standing up and saying yeah we're not doing this one one donor said i'm quiet quitting i think that's what the kids are calling it these days it is uh, they they do they quiet quit anyway um so good for you donors out there by the way there's a photo of the chaplain reading a book called heather has two mommies the school sponsored a banned books week also, she was spotted wearing a Black Girls Lives Matter t-shirt. Now, I'm con- I'm concerned about this because that could be construed either as cultural appropriation or white savior complex, unless, of course, she identifies as a chaplain of color. I do not know. She also hosted an LGBTQIA plus affirmation party to support and affirm people of all genders uh, and sexual orientations, quote, Glitter was provided. Well, that's very nice. But again, what about wet wipes? Got to practice hygiene. So anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Yet more campus chaos out there, this time at Rhodes College, a Presbyterian school in name only. 
but you know when you're following the the Calvinist doctrine and theology, they really did nail the doctrine of total depravity. So well done there, Rhodes. At least you're a winner there. All right, we got to take a break. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, folks, listen up. Need your help here. And I want you to write down this uh, this website uh, because you will need uh, you'll need this address to, to give us a helping hand. Uh, there is there's a great church called Trinity Church in South Haven, Mississippi. A lot of our KWAM listeners attend there, and they're really doing something pretty awesome. There are so many kids that are not going to be able to have Christmas. There will not be any toys under the tree this year, and we want to do something about that. So we are partnering with um, with a great with a great group, uh, Trinity South Haven and Landers Nissan, and we're going to be raising some money. And we're going to do it today and tomorrow. So here's the deal. We need to raise $7,500. And if we raise that $7,500, get this, Landers Nissan is going to match that donation up to $7,500. So it's all going to a great cause. Here's how it works. It's called Affordable Christmas. Now, you can, now tomorrow, um, our entire KWAM team is going to be at Landers Nissan. And you'll be able to go by and say hello to Ben Dieter, who you hear on the national show uh, quite a bit. And uh, he's going to be out there, and uh, he's going to be collecting actual toys. So if you want to, if you've got the time, you can go and get toys. They've got to be brand-new toys and drop them off at Landers Nissan in South Haven, Mississippi, uh, from 11 o'clock until 2 o'clock. Or you can make a financial donation by going to trinitysouthhaven.org, that's trinitysouthhaven.org, and you'll be able to make a donation there. And uh, we really want to, we really need your help here. And we want to, we want to make sure that a lot of kids are going to have a great, great Christmas uh, this year. Already been kind of crazy and chaotic out there. All right. Um, oh, this is interesting. Uh, this just in Molly Hemingway says that uh, Jack Smith is gone full mental. So now he is demanding that the court ban President Trump from calling him names. I guess he never heard of sticks and stones. But anyway, Jack Smith now asking the judge to ban, this is Judge Chutkin, to ban Trump from calling him names on Truth Social. She has agreed to do that. And Jack Smith does not want President Trump to be able to use the words political witch hunt at all. Now, President Trump is wanting the trial to be televised. What do you think about it? I think, that, look, you think OJ brought in big numbers back in the day? I think uh, televising the Trump trial, oh, my word. It would be, that's all people would be doing is watching Trump. I think that's a brilliant idea. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, Dylan, I have a question for you. So you're still in school at the University of Memphis. You're at a public school. Yes. A public university. Are they doing bondage classes at the public university? <laughs> not that I know of. So that's not happening where you go to school? It might be happening. I, I mean, stuff happens under closed doors, so I don't know. 
Well, you know, if you see kids, maybe you see a couple of your classmates wandering by, and one of them is on all fours and has a you know a leash, or a collar around its neck. Um, th- that could be a sign. I wouldn't put it past the school. That's all I'll say. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So I I'm fascinated because I would I mean given the if you would have asked me which school is going to have the BDSM class, I would have picked the public school, not the Christian school. Yeah, me too. Right? Shocking. I'm I'm stunned. I, I'm just stunned. Uh, Ronnie McDaniel back in the headlines, not because of bondage. Uh, cut number five. Personal attacks against you aside, if you look at what Republicans have uh, have dealt with over the last few years, Republicans lost the White House in 2020, did not win the Senate back in 2022. The House has a Republican majority, but it's so narrow they can barely govern. And on Tuesday, on the state level, Republicans lost big in Virginia and in Kentucky. Are Republicans right to be frustrated? I understand being frustrated. Of course, we want to win. And I look at the RNC, though, and I'm proud of what we're doing. I mean, we're a turnout machine. We don't do the messaging the candidates do with their pollsters and their campaigns. But I look at our minority outreach that we're doing and the growth we've seen with Hispanic and Asian voters. I look at 2022. Republicans won the popular vote. We turned out four million more voters, and we would have won the Electoral College. The RNC builds the road. All the candidates drive on it. You need a good candidate and a good road to get to your destination. And the things we're doing right now with our Bank Your Vote initiative and with 70 lawsuits that we're in, we just won won one in New Hampshire that upholds voter ID on top of our engagement with minority communities. I'm really proud of what the RNC does. All right. Well, there you go. The niece of Willard Mitt Romney, Ronna Romney McDaniel, and uh, she's getting blasted by a lot of conservatives. You know, she actually spent $100,000. They spent $100,000 on hair and makeup and wardrobe for Ronna McDaniel. That's just staggering. That money could have been used to support a candidate somewhere. And by the way, where are all the fundraising dollars? There's a lot of uh, there's some a lot of very suspicious stuff happening right now at RNC headquarters. But I'll say this, you know, they make me wear the makeup for this radio program because of the TV component, and I think we spend all a 20 bucks. 20 bucks. So what's up with a 100 grand, Rana? Jeez, hello. All right, got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868. That is our number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. All right, folks, don't forget, head over to trinitysouthhaven.org. That's trinitysouthhaven.org. Click on Affordable Christmas, and uh, let's let's provide Christmas for some needy children here in America. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us from Pennsylvania's 14th Congressional District, uh, Guy Reschenthaler. Congressman, hope you're doing good today. Todd, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. So, uh, Congressman, big story in uh, Fox News of all places, and and they're saying that uh, there's uh, there's a little bit of blowback now uh, between I think five or six uh, House Republicans and Speaker Johnson, um, and the concern is they don't want a continuing resolution. At least that's what we're being told. What's going on there? Is there a problem? 
Well, we need to have a we need to have some kind of continuing resolution because we don't have time to to pass funding bills. Remember that we the current CR, the current continuing resolution expires on the 17th of November. We were making very good speed passing all our individual appropriations bills. And then we had that the eight vote with the Democrats to, to vacate Kevin McCarthy and we then lost three weeks. So you need to have some kind of short, short stop gap in order to fund the government. But I can tell you our number one priority in this should be leveraging the Senate and Biden to get border security. So if we could get if we get get if we can extract gains for border security, then it's worth it. I'd like that. To, I like I personally would like to see that is the direction we're heading in. Will the current deal that's being worked out, that's being put together, will will it include that border funding? Uh, no, unfortunately not. No, the current deal that's being worked on doesn't include border funding. What it does is it would extend the farm bill. The farm bill has to be passed every five years, and this is the year the farm bill is up. So it would extend the farm bill for an additional year, and then we would have a two-step two CR or what some are describing as a laddered CR, where we would have a continuing resolution for some uh, of the funding bills into January, I believe January 19th, and then we would take the other tranche of appropriation bills and put them in February. Um, you know, strategically, if we were getting wins from that, that would be great, but this is the direction that Speaker Johnson wants to, wants to move in. I, su- I support Speaker Johnson. So if this is his, if, if this is the way he wants to go, let's let's do it. But let's make sure that we're getting border security for whatever we do here. It just seems to me, and maybe, and if I'm wrong, correct me here, but it seems like Speaker Johnson is doing everything that Speaker McCarthy was doing, and yet that caused Speaker McCarthy to lose his job. Well, that's the irony here: is that Kevin McCarthy was vacated presumably because he was pushing a clean CR. Uh, through through the House, and now we have Speaker Johnson doing the same thing. The only difference is this clean CR is laddered or two-stepped as as opposed to Kevin's, which was um, your typical CR, which just extends the, the spending to a date certain. Um, so that certainly is the irony here, yes. So, um, and I want to get to the impeachment um, of whether or not there will be an attempt to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas in just a second. The Washington Post was reporting that the speaker indicated behind closed doors there was insufficient evidence at the moment to initiate formal impeachment proceedings against Biden. D- did that happen? Were you in that meeting by any chance? I was not. So if that was said, I've not heard Speaker Johnson say that, um, but I'd be surprised if he said that. I mean, you have you have ample evidence that Mayorkas should be impeached. So Marjorie, just to back up, Marjorie Taylor Greene did what's called a privilege resolution last week to begin impeachment proceedings against Mayorkas. That is going to run tonight. So we'll vote on whether to go forward to that tonight. I, I'm, I'll end the suspense here with you, Todd. I am voting to uh, to impeach Mayorkas. I think that we should all be voting to impeach Mayorkas. And as far as the evidence here, you've got 8 million illegal immigrants crossing that southern border. You have over 300 Americans dying every day of fentanyl overdoses. You've got... Uh, you got roughly 1.5 gotaways, meaning these are the really bad actors across the border and don't turn themselves into Border Patrol. They're trying to evade. And you have over a million and a half of them. They're now in the interior of the country. And then you've got, within the, within the bad and various actors you've caught, 
it, you roughly 170 from the terrorist watch list. I mean, we just saw what happened to Israel. Remember on 9-11, it only took 19 hijackers to, to pull off 9-11. And now you have 170 known terrorists that were on the terrorist watch list. They're now in the interior of the country. If Mayorkas doesn't deserve to be impeached, I don't know who does. But as far as I'm concerned, he should have been, we should have started impeachment on Mayorkas day one of this new Congress. It's inexcusable that he's still in office. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I'm a clock watcher. You know, that's what we do in the radio business, Congressman. And I'm telling you, it's election day is coming up pretty quickly in 2024. And the, the clock is going to run out on a lot of the things that, you know, the Republicans promised voters were going to happen. So I just, I, I'm really concerned, even with the continuing resolutions. I mean, you get into January or February and you're still able to work out a deal here. That is going to have an impact on what happens in, in the fall elections. Well, Todd, the, the dirty little secret with a continuing resolution is this. You're continuing the spending that was done under Nancy Pelosi. So, so, we, so I'm on the Appropriations Committee. I can tell you that all 12 of the appropriation bills that, that ran out of the Appropriations Committee drastically changed the funding priorities. They also were written to numbers that are lower than the current spending numbers. So not only are you saving money with our appropriations bills, you're, you're also reprioritizing government spending. Um, and so, so you're diverting it from liberal causes and putting in conservative causes. For that reason alone, we should be against the continuing resolution because we want to roll back the priorities of the last Congress under Nancy Pelosi and move them in a conservative direction, both in policy and overall spend number. It's 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 mind blowing, and I think there's such aggravation out there, Congressman. You know, we we keep sending Republicans to Capitol Hill, and we always, you know, we're always disappointed. And and at some point, I think the Republicans are going to have to wake up and understand they are not helping themselves out here. Well, let me let me just let me just put two things in perspective real fast. We this Congress, with at least the House Republicans, we have passed some serious conservative legislation. The issue we have is you still have a Senate. We are one half of, of, um, we are one half of one third of government. Okay. So you have a Senate that has refused to run a lot of the bills that we passed. We've got a a president that refuses to sign them. So, so there's that. I'm not making excuses, but I want to put it in context. We passed the first border security uh, bill that we've passed since the nineties. We've been passing individual appropriations bills, not an on the bus that has been done in the past. Um, we, we passed HR1 to unleash American energy. We passed the parental bill of rights to empower parents uh, and have them make decisions with their child's education, not, not, not woke bureaucrats at the Department of Education. So we've done a lot of things for the conservative movement. The problem is, can you get the Senate to take it up and can you, get, can you get the president to sign into law? Additionally, a lot of the problems we have in society are just that they're societal problems and it's very hard to legislate. We've got to remember that politics is always down downstream of culture. We've got to do cultural changes to the United States if we're going to survive. That is outside of politics. We are just dealing with the, the downflow of the corrupt education system, for example, the corrupt uh, uh, judicial system and, and so forth. So I just want to contextualize a lot of that. All right, good stuff. And, of course, uh, tonight you said the vote um, on, on Mayorkas, and uh, we'll be paying close attention to that. Yes. 
All right, uh, Congressman. And hopefully, we yeah. vote to impeach him. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Um, all right, uh, Congressman. We will leave it there. Appreciate you coming on the program. Good luck tonight um, with the uh, the vote to impeach Mayorkas. Hey, thanks, God. Take care. All right, there you go, folks. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Um, I yes. I, look, I get it that they don't control the Senate. They should, but they don't. They don't control the White House. They should, but they don't. But the Republicans ought to be in a wartime footing 24-7, and I'm not seeing it. All right, let's go to the phones here. Ohio, Fred is listening to us on our great affiliate out there, WHTX. Hi, Fred. What's on your mind? Hi, hi, Todd Starnes. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you for asking, Fred. Well, I heard that sound cut that you played from the Republican, uh, what's her name, Rona or Rana? Rana Romney McDaniel, yes. Is, is that a relative of Mitt Romney? That would be the niece. Yes, sir, wow. the niece. I'm sad to see her in, still in power because we've, you know, I was watching the debates or the sound cuts from there, and I, I just wonder why she's still there because I'm skeptical that we're going to make it in 2024, the Republicans. Now, why are you, I'm going to answer that question, but I am curious, Fred, why, why are you skeptical? Well, we've been losing election 2018, 2020, 2023. You know, we've lost a lot. Well, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, she is, she's a loser by, by your definition that you just provided there. Uh, she is the longest serving rnc chair since i believe the civil war and the reason why she's still there is because donald trump wanted her in that position so this is donald trump's you know he 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 has anointed ronna romney mcdaniel it's a it's a sad it's a sad day as far as i'm concerned i mean i'm of course i'm no one of any importance in the scheme of things todd Fred, I would disagree with that. You're a great listener of this radio program and also a terrific caller as well, Fred. Thank you. Hey, Todd, keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting the fight. Fred, I'm going to do that, and you got to promise to give us a call back one of these days. I sure will. All right. When I get some time in my busy schedule, I'm, well, I'm really not that busy because I'm retired. Good for you, Fred. Good. For, <laughs> thank, <laughs> I thank love you, it. All right. That's Fred from Boardman, Ohio. WHTX is our great affiliate there. Good hearing from our great friends over in Ohio. All right. We've got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good buddy, we love Art Alley from Timothy Plan. They're always doing some great work. Art, it's been a while. How's it going? Oh, man, I've been missing this. This is good. How are you? Art, I'm doing well. Um, I got to tell you, with the economy taking, you know, taking the turn, I decided I'm going to start, I'm going to stop eating out and I'm going to start cooking at home. So I've been learning how to cook at home. 
And um, I have noticed something, though. All the recipes are for like eight or more people, and I'm one person. So I'm not sure I'm coming out better here. (laughs) That's probably a good way to lose weight, you know? Just cook for yourself. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Um, So, so Art, we've been been following a lot of the crazy developments around – around disney and it's really fascinating to see that they're not getting it right the i was over in anaheim just a couple of weeks ago i was giving a speech out there and i was stunned it was almost like a a ghost town and i i just don't think they're understanding what's happening to their company right now man uh we just shake our head here i mean we live in the shadow of of disney here in orlando uh, and they have been on our screen list ever since we launched Timothy 30 years ago. So this is nothing new, uh, but it seems to be gaining momentum, this whole wokeness, you know, and, and they're desperate. They're trying this and trying that to try to improve their numbers. All they have to do is call me. I can tell them how to do that. Just dump the woke stuff, get back to being a family-friendly uh, company and produce family-friendly entertainment, and they will see a, an enormous uh, uh, increase in box office and attendance at the parks. They're turning off their major audience, and you're right. They don't get it. It's not that difficult. I I love it, and you're absolutely right. And, uh, folks, one of the great things about Timothy Plan and check out their website, timothyplan.com, is they want you to rethink the way you think about investing. And they want you to think about investing in a morally responsible manner. And, and Art, I want you to tell our new listeners, we have a lot of new listeners, what do you mean by that, morally responsible? Well, actually, we started that way, but it, it's, we've uh, amended it, uh, I don't know, 25 years ago. We are a biblically responsible mutual fund family. The scripture is very clear of what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And uh, this culture, in way too many cases, is doing what we shouldn't be doing. Uh, and that includes corporate America. You know, you may not uh, visit a a uh, Disney park because you're turned off by what they're doing. You may not shop at Target because you're turned off of what they're doing. But the other side of that story, Todd, is that if you look, whether it's your 401k or personal investment uh, program, odds are you probably own shares in Disney, which you wish you wouldn't have uh, because they have really collapsed. Uh, or Target, which you wish you wouldn't have. But that's what we do. You know, we do the research on these companies that are really trying to destroy us, if you get right down to it. And we refuse to allow our money management firms uh, to invest our shareholders' money in any company that is pursuing an unholy agenda. We just won't do it. Uh, And that aligns with our biblical mandate. And in fact, it's come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Don't touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And that's that's what Timothy brings to the table, Todd. And, and what's so amazing is that it, it's it's for everybody. And so if you're, if you're wanting to start investing to save money for college or maybe retirement or a rainy day, uh, you and your great team there are, are able to, to help people out. That's exactly right. And their financial advisor is uh, because that's 
who really distributes the majority. We're a mutual fund family. I mean, people can call us directly, and it's a refreshing to call us because a human being answers the phone to connect you with another human being, not some computer. Or they can check with their financial advisor. Uh, the point is, and if he is unaware, which he shouldn't be anymore because, uh, you know, we're pretty well known, uh, unaware of, of the biblical content of what he's recommending you invest in, have him call us. We will educate him. Uh, but we just provide an opportunity for anybody, whether you're, you're a Bible-believing Christian or whether you're just a moral person who's sick of what's going on in this culture and sick of being lied to, uh, we're here for you. And, and you can, uh, with full confidence, know your money will be well-managed. We've got outstanding money management firms uh, uh, actually managing our various portfolios. But we will not allow them to invest in companies like Disney or Target or uh, Anheuser-Busch or any of the other stuff that's in the news. Uh, we just have proven over 30 years, Todd, you don't have to own those companies to get competitive investment returns. Art, it's a, that's a great note to leave it on for today. Again, folks, timothyplan.com is the website, timothyplan.com. It is, liter- folks, it is the best website I have seen. So super simple to work through. All sorts of great information for you, whether you're a college kid or a high school kid. Maybe you're getting ready for retirement. You want to look at investing with biblical principles. Timothyplan.com is the place to do it. Art, always good hearing from you, my friend. Uh, folks, we've got to take a quick break. Hour three of the big show coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. Hour three of the big show. And uh, we've got a lot happening this hour of the program. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and uh, our good friend, um, uh, Congressman Bob Good, is going to be joining us. But right now, there has been a crazy controversy uh, happening involving one of the most popular uh, cartoonist, editorial cartoonist in America. You have seen his work. He is a two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, and he has now run afoul of the Washington Post uh, and the sensibilities of the far leftist loons who run that newspaper. Well, let's um, let's say hello to uh, Michael Ramirez. Michael, hope you're doing well. Hey, Todd. It's uh, good to be with you. Well, likewise, and uh, of course, uh, we have a mutual friend in Paul Shanklin, uh, who is uh, a great guy and does a lot of work for for our radio program. And he says, believe it or not, he says a lot of nice things about you, Michael. Well, you know, I pay him regularly, so he should. Yeah, good, good, as well as well you should. Well, Michael, let's talk about this. You know, Todd, I am yeah. a, I am a free market capitalist pig, so I'm completely invested <laughs> in that uh, that idea. 
I, I love it. I love it. Michael, let's talk about this cartoon um, that uh, was pulled by the Washington Post. I want you to tell our listeners what the what the cartoon was about. So basically it was on uh, an interview that one of the Palestinian leaders uh, had on Lebanese television in which uh, the, the senior Hamas official Ghazi Hamad had hailed the brutal October 7th attack and the systematic murder, torture, and kidnapping of unarmed men, women, and children, and then um, said he was going to repeat it again, that Hamas was going to repeat it again and again uh, until Israel was removed. So that was the direct inspiration for the cartoon, which was it it showed um, uh, Ghazi Hamad with babies and children strapped to his body as human shields. And uh, then the cartoon, he's saying, how dare Israel attack civilians? And so the blowback has been um, been pretty steep. But you know what? It's it's uh, sometimes the truth hurts. And and it's amazing because, you know, these editorial cartoons and this is not the first time that that an editorial cartoon has created or caused angst. Uh, And I think about. Uh, on the the other side of the aisle, you've got Mike Luckovich uh, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and some of the stuff he was putting out was just really explosive. Uh, and I'm curious, what is it about an editorial cartoon that really causes that sort of a visceral reaction, whether it be on the on the left or the right side of the aisle? Well, you know, uh, Todd, why do your critics call you and call call you names? I think <laughs> I think people are emotionally invested in politics. And, uh, you know, rightfully so. Uh, editorial cartoons should be the catalyst for thought. And when you disagree with that point of view, you have a tendency to react. You know, I get uh, I get death threats all the time. And it's just sort of part of the culture that we exist in uh, today with this kind of woke and cancel culture mentality that, that has a tolerance for all ideas except those that they disagree with. And I think that's unfortunate because I think the foundation of our democracy is this free exchange of ideas. But you know, we we understand it's going to provoke. I, I mean, I don't do I don't do humorous anecdotes about political events. I don't do cartoons that are humorous for the sake of humor or controversial for the sake of controversy. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to be the catalyst for thought and get people engaged so that they understand in this self-governing republic that they have a responsibility to be informed and and to uh, choose their destiny. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, um, and uh, the there, there was some reporting about uh, how all of this went down, and you mentioned your relationship, the working relationship you have with uh, David Shipley, who is the opinions editor of, of the Post. Did, did he have any kinds of problems or issues with the cartoon in question? Well, you know, what happens now... I should define this because this is really an extraordinary collaboration um, between the Washington Post and my newspaper. I am the editorial cartoonist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And so these cartoons are run on Tuesdays and Saturdays in the Washington Post, run simultaneously in the, in the Review Journal. So while they may have pulled it off the Washington Post, it actually remained up on the Review Journal. So for all you... Um, conservatives and lovers of freedom, you should go to, to the Las Vegas Review Journal website and you can see the cartoon there. They stand by uh, 100% as I do. Um, so what happens, because I don't look at other cartoons, 
uh, as, a, as just a general policy because we deal with the same kind of issues. Uh, I have no idea what cartoons they run in the Washington Post. And so when I give them an offering, I usually give them three different topics um, so that they can pick something. So we don't have back-to-back cartoons on the same issues. And that, in this circumstance, there's probably seven or eight or nine cartoons. I don't remember sketches. Um, my sketches look exactly like the final final uh, cartoon. And so David picked it out, and we both thought it was very a very bold cartoon. Um, and, and I have to praise David. I, you know, I was very, very reluctant to um, join the Washington Post staff. You know, I'm a capitalist or communist. Um, but David has done a great job of expanding that editorial page to accommodate a multitude of broader voices, which is what our political environment needs. And so, you know, I, I don't want to go into the, uh, the backroom machinations of how this all transpired. Uh, he was very reluctant to remove the cartoon, but uh, I told him, look, it's on, the, it's on the Review Journal website. You know, if you have to do what you have to do, it's just not going to reflect well on the Washington Post. You know, it's. I know when I write a column, usually it's the columns that I don't think are going to cause any sort of a controversy are the most controversial. Uh, did you anticipate this particular cartoon causing some sort of a reaction like this? You know, Todd, all my cartoons kind of, kind of reaction. <laughs> Fair it's, enough. It's, uh, you know, being, being, being a political cartoonist, you're fairly humble. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer. I, I'm writing a piece on this, which... Uh, uh, I'm not sure where it's going to go yet, whether it's going to be Newsweek or I'm going to offer it to the Washington Post op-ed page and dare them to run it. I don't think they probably will. But, you know, I'm a big believer in the First Amendment. I think we have yeah. to have this kind of engagement and this discussion. I think America's better off when we forge consensus to inspire debate, you know. And and, uh, and I'm a, I, while I believe in the First Amendment, absolutely you should have the right to say what you want to say, uh, it doesn't exclude the consequence of your speech. So, you know, if people want to yell and scream at me, that's that's fine. That's part of my job, and I accept that. But, but you know, when John Milton in 1644 and, and uh, you know, John Stuart Mills 215 years after that are arguing against censorship, it's a shame that in 2023 these battles for free expression have to be resurrected. I think this free and open debate distills and develops you know, ideas. It refines them so that we have understanding and enlightenment. And frankly, I think America's better off by having these debates. And I'm, you know, I don't want to say that I'm for hurtful, insensitive, vile speech, but I think it's better to have this out in the, in the uh, daylight of the public forum and debated in our political arena than hidden away you know, um, and circulated in the darkness. Well, when, when people say things, they have to be responsible for what they say, and it exposes them for who they are. That's right. Now, I think this cartoon, uh, this cartoon, is a completely legitimate cartoon. Uh, it is, it is very specific in its design. You know, it is, uh, it focuses on the uh, the person, Ghazi Hamad. He is labeled Hamas. It's very specific to the organization that he represents. And so it's, I think it's kind of 
ironic that uh, you know, though I'm being criticized for demonizing Palestinians in general uh, when it's very specific in its design. And it's ironic that the, the very people who are criticizing this cartoon for overgeneralizing and stereotyping cannot seem to distinguish the difference between a known terrorist group and, and regular Palestinians. Well, they're morons, Michael. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, but I think, look, you're an <laughs> equal opportunity offender. It's a, I thought it was a brilliant cartoon. And again, these are meant to evoke thought. And uh, man, I, I, I thought you nailed it here. Uh, folks, you can see it for yourself. Go to michaelpramirez.com, uh, michaelpramirez.com. Yeah, go ahead and finish your thought there, Michael. And also to the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal. Because if you want a forum yeah. for freedom, that is it. And uh, I'm actually going to re- – I'm redoing this cartoon for my website where I decided I'll just put smiley faces, you know, in place of the caricatures wow. that they criticized. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to call it Take Two. It'll be the exact same cartoon with the exact same point, and it will be indistinguishable from the other one except the, the figures have smiley faces <laughs> on them. I love it. All right. Michael, we got to run for a break. Uh, wow, good stuff, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, Todd, great talking to you. All right. Michael Ramirez, everybody, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. And, uh, man, that was a powerful cartoon mocking Hamas and, and really exposing them for what they, they really are. And uh, good for you. Shame on the Washington Post. Uh, they could not handle the truth. All right. Uh, we've got to take a quick break here, folks, uh, and, again, pay some bills. Our telephone number, 844-747-8868. Coming up, we have more comment from... Governor Gavin Newsom. You know, Newsom's catching a lot of flack, by the way, because they, they've been telling the citizens of San Francisco for years there was nothing they could do about the, the homelessness, the, the druggies, the people that were dropping their pants and pooping in the streets. Uh, there was nothing they could do about that. Well, Xi Jinping comes to town, and now all of a sudden all the sidewalks have been cleared away, the parks, you can go and take a walk in the park now. And the governor is defending all of this. We're going to play some brand new audio coming up right after the break. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. Because it's true. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the man who wants to be the next Democrat president of these great United States. That was Gavin Newsom uh, talking about this. I mean, they went in and uh, there you can't find a wet wipe in Northern California right now because they used them all to clean up San Francisco. So Newsom is coming under fire because a lot of the locals are saying, well, wait a second. Why are you doing this now when you've got a communist coming to town? You could have been doing this all along so we wouldn't have to live in filth. Here's uh, Gavin Newsom just moments ago. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. Yeah, okay. Well, what about the people who have to live there? What about them, Governor? All right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. John is listening to us in Lakewood, California. Hi, John. What's on your mind? 
Oh, I want to talk about Newsom. What, what? He cleaned that whole place up. I saw it on my on my phone. He just went in there and wiped the whole thing out. Heck, I know everybody's went up there, and and there was no there was you couldn't walk without stepping in some homeless person on the street. <laughs> They're all gone, John. We don't know where. The, what did they do with the homeless what people? Did where did where are I they? Know it. I know it. I I couldn't believe it. Because, heck, Laura Ingram, she went up there, and, and they were on the street every darn, uh, you step two or three inches, you couldn't step two or three inches and they'd run over a homeless person. Now, John, a lot of people who may not live in California, they may not realize how beautiful San Francisco once was. I mean, the architecture, uh, the people, the you know, just the geography, I mean, it really is a beautiful and special place. But it has literally been destroyed by Democrat policies. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Todd. John, thanks for calling in, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us out there in Lakewood, California. And again, our telephone number, and welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers as we simulcast the third hour of the radio program, 844-747-8868. So coming up, we're going to be talking to our friend Congressman Bob Good. By the way, he's a no vote on this continuing resolution, and that is going to be a big issue as we move towards Thursday and this looming government shutdown. Do you want the Republicans to kick that can down the road, or do we need to give Speaker Johnson more time to work out some sort of a deal? Now, look, I don't have a problem with the continuing resolution, but the continuing resolution has to come with some sort of a meaningful cut in the budget. And right now, we're not getting those meaningful cuts in the budget. And that's a problem. So the question is, what do you want the Republicans to do here, folks? Again, our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And it's really sad because the Republicans have had ample time, ample time, to get their house in order. And the irony here, and if you just heard our interview we did with uh, Congressman uh, Reschenthaler, Guy Reschenthaler, in the last hour of the program, Reschenthaler was very clear that we ousted Speaker McCarthy for the same things that Republicans are now expecting Kevin or Speaker Johnson to do. And it doesn't make any sense here, folks. It doesn't make any sense. And again, this tells me that we have a massive a massive leadership vacuum within the Republican Party. I mean, that's really all there is to it. All right, I've got to tell you about our good friends over at MyPillow. You know, it's Christmas time is coming up, right? Christmas is right around the corner. A lot of people trying to figure out, what do I get the conservative in my life? I mean, what do I get? it? Well, I'm going to tell you. you got to check out MyPillow. As a matter of fact, Mike has created a special page just for our listeners MyPillow.com slash darns. And Mike is going to hook you up with some pretty darn incredible offers. As a matter of fact, that queen size MyPillow, you're going to be able to get it for 1988. That's a pretty darn good deal. 1988. Those pillows make incredible Christmas presents. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like the bed sheets, the mattress toppers, the pet beds, the My Slippers. And I'm telling you, I love those My Slippers. They're pretty awesome. So now is the time to try out some of these other amazing products that you've had your eye on. So go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use my last name, Starns. That promo code is going to activate 
the incredible discounts that you're going to get right now over at MyPillow.com slash Darns, or you can give them a call 1-800-839-8506. That's 1-800-839-8506. All right, folks, what do you want the Republicans to do here? It's a very simple question. Do you want them to shut down the government, or do we keep the government up and running? That's the question of the hour. 844-747-8868. In the meantime, head over to ToddStarns.com and check out all of our great stories, great videos. You're going to love it, folks. A lot of great content today over at the website. All right, stick around. We'll be right back, America. over the weekend he was at the big the big ufc fight uh, it was a fight night at madison square garden trump walks in and i believe he was walking in with kid rock and tucker carlson to the to the song american badass let's take a listen to what that sounded like inside the garden how strong that team is making his way into the building one of the bigger mixed martial arts fans I know, President Donald Trump, taking his octagon side seat for UFC 295. Wow, it was, I mean, it went on and on and on and on, and people were, were cheering and applauding and, and chanting, everybody except for a comedian, Bill Burr's wife. She was the one person in the entire arena that was a little miffed, if you will, um, at at President Trump, gave him a double finger, a double barrel finger, uh, really kind of ugly, but it is what it is. Tucker was having a good time, though. Did you see Tucker? Uh, he was smiling and laughing and carrying on. Uh, this was the big game. And by the way, a lot of people are speculating that Tucker Carlson may be Donald Trump's running mate in 2024. Curious to hear your thoughts on that. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Good to have with us from the great Commonwealth of Virginia, Congressman Bob Good. A congressman's a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Hope you're doing well today. Doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me again, my friend. All right. So here we go again, Congressman. And uh, we had Guy Reschenthaler on uh, from Pennsylvania earlier in the program and he rightly pointed out that all of the things that Speaker McCarthy got whacked for, our current speaker is heading down the same path. So where are we with the continuing resolution, and, and how do you think this is going to play out? Well, unfortunately, I'm not able to support the current continuing resolution as it was outlined on on Saturday and as it's going to be brought forth. I support Speaker Johnson. I think he's off to a good start. However, this is a simple continued resolution that keeps the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer policies in place for another 60 to 75 days. Uh, it has an extension of the farm bill through uh, next September, which was a bill that we had trouble getting out of the House to get passed because of, uh, you know, we need to uh, bring some spending cuts to it, particularly on the welfare side, which makes up about 75% of the of the farm bill. Uh, it's not, it has nothing to do with the farm. Uh, and it, this continuing resolution as it now stands uh, doesn't have any wins for the American people. It doesn't cut spending. It doesn't reverse policy. 
uh, doesn't secure the border. And so we're working with Speaker Johnson for an alternative path that can pass with Republican votes. I hope that we don't move forward and pass this continuing resolution with Democrat votes. Why is he doing that's what I don't understand is why do we not have cuts in here? I mean, the speaker of all people ought to know this is what the base of the party wants. This is what the American people want. Indeed. And admittedly, he is in a tough spot. It's like putting in a quarterback in the fourth quarter when you're behind you know, 28 to nothing after three quarters. And it's not the new quarterback's fault, but you want him to make some progress. You want him to score some points. You want him to close the gap. And that's what we want to do here. So admittedly, he's in a tough spot when the previous speaker through nearly nine months had only passed one spending bill. Now we've got seven of them passed. So we're making progress. And I believe he is a partner in trying to break the curse and to stop the failures of the past and to advance our conservative agenda. But he's got all kinds of pressures upon him. We have extremely thin margin. We certainly have Republicans who don't want to cut spending, who don't want to rein in government, who don't want to make the tough choices uh, that will restore some fiscal stability uh, to the country, which is desperately needed. Hey, by the way, Moody's is downgrading our credit rating again, you know, going to negative on the rating on that because of our unwillingness to deal with our massive debt that's growing, our massive spending problems. So Republicans need to come to the rescue, and we're trying to help Speaker Johnson do that, at least my conservative colleagues and I. All right, so the proposed CR, you're opposed to it. Um, we still haven't seen the, the J6 tapes. Do you know, is there a, is there a process? Can, can the Speaker not just say, let's release the tapes, and boom, they're released? Well, I was in a meeting recently within the last uh, well since he's become speaker and he did say he will release those tapes i believe him i believe that he means it and he said hey we're working through it and there are some parts that do need to be redacted to protect national security as you might imagine things that someone who wished us harm you might not want to see some aspects of uh, maybe logistics, the capital layout, what the kind of thing like that, that might be of concern. So there have to be some things that would be redacted for national security purposes, and that's understandable. But I believe the speaker is committing to doing that, and I believe that he will do that. Certainly that's what he has told me and some others. I mean, you understand how this is looking. Uh, You know, we're funding the uh, bazillion dollar or whatever, the the new building for the FBI. uh, That went through. Um, Again, the no spending cuts in the CR. We still haven't seen the J6 tapes. And uh, then there was that Washington Post report out, which may or may not be accurate, about uh, whether or not there's enough evidence yet to even go forward with impeachment of of Joe Biden. You put all that together, and people get a little nervous. Well, and rightfully so. And I'll point back to what you just said about the FBI building. Certainly I voted against funding for that. That was an amendment sponsored by my good friend Matt Gates, And 140-something Republicans voted to not to not fund the FBI headquarters. Unfortunately, 70 Republicans did vote with the Democrats to do it, so that amendment was defeated. Very disappointed that any Republicans would vote to give the FBI a new headquarters building. But I'll also echo, Todd, we have brought hundreds, literally hundreds of amendments to the spending bills over the last few months to try to cut our spending. And unfortunately, only about half the Republican Party is committed trying to, to pass our To to cut our spending, I should say. Things like when we're trying to reduce the salary of the bureaucrats who are abusing their power and harming the American people, cutting their salary or cutting the spending of different agencies or different programs that are just not an appropriate role the federal government that do more harm than good. Or frankly, we just shouldn't be borrowing the money from China to fund these things when we're running a $2 trillion 
$2 trillion annual deficit, and we got, we're approaching $34 trillion in national debt. So you're right to be concerned, and we've got to hold accountable our Republican elected representatives across the country. Well, yeah, and and again, we're supportive of, of Speaker Johnson. Want to give the guy a fair shake. He's always been good to us on this radio program, um, but uh, but right now, a little getting a little bit uneasy. And uh, and I hope things will um, hopefully straighten out a little bit later on this week as we uh, face the vote on that uh, CR. Real quick, uh, where where do we stand with aid to Israel? Well, the, the, the speaker did wonderful work on that, and that you cannot overstate how significant what he did was in two aspects. Number one, he separated from the $106 billion that Schumer and Biden wanted, and McConnell for that matter. He separated aid out for Israel of $14 billion. Just to separate it was a big deal. You've got Schumer, McConnell, and Biden saying, no, you can't give Israel – 14 billion unless you spend 92 billion on Ukraine and other emergency supplementals and more money to not secure the border for secretary Mayorkas to let more illegals in you can't get you can't get the 14 billion for Israel unless you do the other 92 billion so he separated it and then number 2 he required that it be paid for we don't do that with supplementals here in Washington that's why they call them supplementals you add them to the budget you don't pay for them so thanks thank you speaker Johnson for requiring it to be paid for cutting it from the IRS expansion, not the regular IRS budget, but the $80 billion that Biden wants to hire the 87,000 additional IRS agents to harass, intimidate, threaten regular Americans, go after them, and tax more tax enforcement. So that those were significant. Now, thankfully, he is holding the line, and the Senate, the Senate is showing they would rather have an expanded IRS than fund Israel, because Schumer hasn't been willing to take it up. So he needs to hold the line. Now, I would not be opposed to putting that in the CR that we send that, hey, $14 billion from Israel with pay for from the IRS. Now, you could argue we shouldn't do that because we've already sent them the standalone bill, but you could put it in the, in the CR, continuing resolution, so that it passes along with keeping the government open responsibly, which is what we're trying to do. All right, good stuff. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate you standing your ground on the, on the CR. It just, you know, we've, we've just got to do that. And uh, we've got to be fiscally conservative as Republicans. So, Congressman, thank you again. Thank you, Todd. Great to be with you. All right, Congressman Bob Good, everybody. And seriously, I mean, at this point, if you're not going to be a fiscal conservative, what is the point of having a party for crying out loud? But as you heard him say, there are concerns. And you're right, we've got to give the speakers some wiggle room here. But just to kick the can down the road and to pass the CR without any spending cuts at all, Folks, it is foolhardy. All right, we've got to take a break. We're going to be taking your calls as well. Uh, Janice from New Orleans coming up wants to weigh in on Tucker Carlson, mentioned as a possible vice presidential running mate for President Trump. What do you think about that, folks? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Let's go right to our phone lines, 844-747-8868. Let's go to New Orleans. Miss Janice is on the line. Hey, Miss Janice, what's going on? How you doing, Todd? Good, good. Thanks for asking. That's good. I always enjoy you. I really do. Thanks, Miss Janice. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I used to watch Tucker sometimes on Fox News just because of news, you know, information. But insofar as I don't like the man, I don't like him. I find him annoying. 
He laughs too much. He reminds me of uh, VP Giggles. VP uh, Giggles? Kamala Harris. Yes, VP Giggles. That's who he reminds me of. And you know who I would consider choosing for VP? Who's that, Miss Janice? No, I don't care about the hair, the dress, the lipstick, or anything else. This person uses common sense. I would consider Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner? As in the the, the Jenner formerly known as Bruce? Yes, as in the conservatives. (laughs) Wow. So why would you select Caitlyn Jenner over someone like a Tucker Carlson? Because Tucker Carlson, sometimes he just acts like an idiot. <laughs> oh, he I'm does sorry, giggle. I'm not down with that. No, he does have the giggle. I, it is stupid. I'll it is concede. really stupid. My husband couldn't stand that, and neither could I. And, I mean, I just think that um, Trump should reimagine that, you know, and, and consider someone else. Wow. I hope he's. I hope it doesn't come down to Tucker Carlson because, well, I mean, I, I just can't see that. I really can't. Well, I look. My money is my money is on someone like a Christy Nome out of South Dakota, or maybe Mark Robinson, who is the lieutenant governor, very popular lieutenant governor of North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I'm I'm writing this down, uh, Miss Janice. So if you're if 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 Donald Trump picks Caitlyn Jenner, I will fly to New Orleans and buy you dinner <laughs> at the Commander's <laughs> Palace. That's funny. That's funny, though. But, no, I mean, I just can't see Tucker Carlson. I know it's not going to be Caitlyn Jenner. But, I mean, you know, Tucker Carlson, he laughs all the time, and it just no. it's annoying. I find it really annoying. I will say this. I did notice, dead government, Miss Janice, now that you brought, brought it up. So as he was walking, he was walking the aisle as the crowds were cheering at the UFC fight over the weekend, Tucker was laughing and giggling all the way down, all the way down. It was a little yeah. off-putting. An idiot. Okay, have a great day. All right, Miss Janice, thanks a lot. Doggone it. Wow. Well, there you go. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. So I want to play some audio. Uh, this is from uh, earlier today where a you actually had a, a carjacking involving the Secret Service. This is just insane. The crime in this nation, ladies and gentlemen, is literally off the charts. So earlier today, you had the secret a Secret Service agent opening fire on someone who tried to break into a car uh, that belonged to President Biden's granddaughter, cut number 14. Well, about Secret Service opening fire to protect President Biden's granddaughter, Peter? Yes, the car jacking and car stealing problem in Washington, D.C. has now extended to somebody with Secret Service protection. At 11.58 p.m. last night in Georgetown, which is about a mile and a half from where we're standing right now, uh, Secret Service officers who are assigned to protect Naomi Biden, that's President Biden's granddaughter, Hunter Biden's daughter, opened fire at three people who were trying to steal one of the Secret Service Vehicles. We don't know exactly what kind of a car this was, but according to the Secret Service, who just sent us a statement, uh, Secret Service agents encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window on a parked and unoccupied government vehicle. During the encounter, a federal agent discharged a service weapon, and it is believed no one was struck. The offenders immediately fled the scene in a red vehicle, and a regional lookout was 
issued to supporting units. That means if somebody tried to steal a Secret Service car from the agents that were protecting the president's granddaughter and they got away, how do you they're get still away? out there. How do you morning. get away? Seriously, how do you get away? You're the Secret Service. There should be a dead body somewhere right now. One of the bad guys ought to be bleeding in the street. So what happened? It, it really does make you wonder if, if we are now living in the post-affirmative action world where, where people have been hired not based upon their abilities, but based on their skin color, based on their gender identity, based on their sex, based on whether or not they know their pronouns. It really does make you wonder exactly how are we filling these positions right now, right? I mean, this is absolute insanity, but we're seeing this play out really across the board and it goes back to crime in America, which is completely off the charts. That's the problem here. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to go back to something we talked about in the first hour of the program. Here in Memphis, Tennessee, where it was really a wilding sort of a weekend where you had mass anarchy in the streets, the police were unable to do anything because they're overpowered. They have, they do not have the resources, and Memphis is controlled by radical Democrats. So it's really nothing different than what else is happening out there across across America. So it's really disappointing what's going on right now in our country. Let's go to Joni in Modesto, California. Hi, Joni. What's on your mind? Hello, Joni. Yes, I'm I'm here. All right. You're you're on the air, Joni. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is the fact that people are putting down Tucker Carlson for laughing too much um, when he is clearly the best thing that ever happened to media. You know, speaking the truth and just being out there, uh, you know, supporting conservative values. And just, I mean, he's just a breath of fresh air. I love him. No, well, I, and I I think a lot of people feel the way you do, Joni, but I think some would push back on the conservative side. I think some people would say, well, he's more of a populist, more of a libertarian bent, not necessarily a true conservative in the sense of being a conservative. So what? So that doesn't bother you. <laughs> not one bit. Because you see, Donald Trump is not a true conservative. He is uh, he is he is really a moderate, but he is governing. I mean, some of his policies are conservative, but I think by and large, you know, Donald Trump governed as a moderate. If people were being honest about it, I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to have those kinds of conversations. But I thought Trump did a great job governing as a moderate. Hey, uh, Joni, we've got a skedaddle, folks. Hang tight because we've got the TV show coming up on Newsmax. That's right, three o'clock Eastern. You can tune in and watch me and Monica Crowley. We're going to be going at it. It's going to be a great conversation. In the meantime, check out ToddStearns.com and be sure to download our free podcast and free newsletter. And you be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.